Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Phil. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And back at it here, 93.9 Neville, ESPN 680. We are here at Neil Huffman's Acura at Oxmoor, online uh, AcuraOxmoor.com. Uh, we'll have the Louisville game tonight for you. Uh, as, uh, that will get underway at, uh, what, 5.30 with the pregame, mm-hmm. uh, 7 o'clock with the play-by-play, where the cards were a 22-point underdog at last check, or 21. 20, 20 and a half the last time I looked at it. It's moved a lot. It's moved a lot today. But also, congrats to our baseball program. They uh, beat Eastern Kentucky yesterday pretty handily. It'll be great weather this weekend. Dan McDonald just oh, texted me about that. I'm going to get him on. Cannot wait. We'll have uh, Louisville baseball, the Tailspin Ale Fest. We'll have a night game for Louisville basketball. Stuff to do around Lots here this weekend. Lots of stuff going on this weekend. Absolutely. It's an, it's an outlier. <laughs> well, actually, last <laughs> well, weekend we had, great we had Toto and Journey, and we had you know, Sam, Hunt. Sam Hunt and Brett Young. Yeah. You know, we had all that. So the City's coming alive. We have basketball this week. I guess do we have a we have a basketball game on at eight o'clock. Who do they play? I don't know. I don't they know. Play at eight o'clock. I it's don't a, know it's a night game at eight o'clock. I don't know who they. Does play it either. matter who we play? Not really. <laughs> I'm not scouting them, and they're not going to win anyway. So well, <laughs> I'm going to damn you, damn right. I'll listen though. Uh, right here on I three nine the Ville, it'll be Syrac- Syracuse. Syracuse. Uh, that's a you know that's a winnable. That's a revenge game. game. Yeah, we we got the uh, goaltend at the end that was that was not called. That was called. Oh, yeah. and they right. reviewed and it was a mess. And Ted Valentine. Nothing to worry God. about it though. Nothing that we consider this matter closed. Matters closed. They didn't even they didn't, they didn't even comment. say anything about they didn't it. Comment on. I mean it. the yeah. NBA comes right out after a game. Said we blew it. Sorry, we right. blew it. Our bad. Our bad. We blew it. So You're the right. Swimmer, we got the call the swimmer wrong. Sc- screwed. Yeah. The swimmer, Jim Phillips has anything to do. It was a Duke swimmer. Yeah. He'd take care of it. So we got all that going on. We were late for uh, Jared Stillman who was with us here. Now he threw in the Ville ESPN 680. So uh, we had you know we're running a little behind. So Jared, welcome in. Good morning. But at least we're not bothering you at 7 a.m. your time. No, nah, it's fine. Totally glad to be on the program today. Listen to that. He's selfless like that. He's selfless like that because, uh, you know, I'm sure you, you probably take those uh, 20 points against Duke tonight because the cards are just a lock to bet at any point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as long as we don't storm the court after the game, I'm sure that it'll be incredibly uneventful what happens tonight. So I uh, I got to tell you, man, I'm out on Louisville basketball. Like, if you want me to break yeah. down the game, no, I can't I don't. tell you the no. last time I watched. I mean, to me, like, and I know you guys have the games, and so as uh, Skip Carey used to say when he would do the Braves games on TBS, he would say when the Braves were getting smoked back in the days when they were horrible. 
and he would yeah. say, guys, feel free to walk the dog as long as you patronize our sponsors. <laughs> I would say, uh, That's a great line. I've never heard that. <laughs> as long as you guys take care of the fine sponsors of uh, 93.9 and ESPN 680 and <laughs> everything else, I, I think we're fine if you pack it in for the rest of the season because, it, you know, look, it's the trudge for the next couple of weeks. Then Kenny Payne will be fired, and then on we go with a coaching search, and hopefully we can uh, make Louisville basketball relevant soon. So, folks, you can go watch the walk the dog right now, as long as you uh, <laughs> pay attention to our response. That's great. I can totally hear him saying that. Hey, Jared, what about Vanderbilt and their job? Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, a lot of people think what, he's Do you have strong fired. opinions on who the coach ought to be or the current well, guy to be fired, Is he going to be fired? <laughs> What's going on? Well, I mean, I, I think Jerry Stackhouse definitely should be fired, but, I, I mean, right now there's kind of a – it's weird, like the, uh, the the rumors. You know when somebody, like when a rumor comes out, you know, like I heard, but the same, it's like the same rumor from four different places, which means it's true because clearly that person is telling, you know, the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the rumor is that Candace Lee, the athletic director at Vanderbilt, is interested in trying to retain Jerry Stackhouse, who is terrible. I mean, five years, no NCAA tournaments. He never should have been hired by an athletic director who's been fired, who never should have been hired. I mean, it's a disaster. Anywho, so apparently the AD wants to retain Jerry Stackhouse and bring back a new roster with NIL money. But supposedly the boosters are not interested in donating NIL money uh, in order to build Jerry Stackhouse a roster because – I think those rich people don't get rich by lighting their money on fire, which giving a team to Jerry Stackhouse to do probably would be. That being said, I mean, I don't know with the new lawsuit and everything else. Can't Vanderbilt just go pay the players themselves if they want to? I don't even know what the rules are anymore. Yeah, so, there are no rules. Which, yeah, I don't know how you enforce any of the rules when, since they keep losing to court and they, and they were basically told, yeah, you can't make any rules. <laughs> so with that being said, I have no idea what's going to happen. But the problem with Vanderbilt, I mean, this is the real problem here, you know, in town, is, is Vanderbilt's got a fan base of, I don't know, 5% of the town, right? Well, mm-hmm. if they bring back Jerry Stackhouse, those 5% will be furious. But that's it. Nobody else will care. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't want to farm anybody's land, but I, I don't think Louisville can bring back I don't think they can bring back Kenny Payne. Like, I just don't think – like, no. I don't think the city will allow them to bring back Kenny Payne. Kind of similarly how I don't think the city would have allowed them to hire anybody but Kenny Payne, which is maybe why the fans need to sit out the coaching search here and just kind of yep. enjoy the ride. Um, but in at Vanderbilt, they could theoretically bring Jerry Stackhouse back because nobody in town cares. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always weird to me because I used to feel like that there was – you know, if Andy was good, that people kind of got behind it and the quirky gym and everything else. But I'm guessing now with, you know, so many you know pro sports, you know, in, in town yeah. that I, I maybe nobody would ever care. I don't know. I just remember I, I went to some I don't like, Kentucky-Vandy games. With it. I don't think Vanderbilt's been very good for a long, long time. And then Vanderbilt goes out of their way by, you know, retaining Jerry Stackhouse to, to try to not be good. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I have no idea. I I will agree with you that, like, when I was a kid, Vandy basketball, even when they had NIT teams under Kevin Stallings, people still went to the games. And, you know, the SEC as a whole was a lot more interesting. Kentucky had Tubby Smith, and they were still decent. Florida was winning back-to-back titles with Billy Donovan. They were always a contender. Bruce Pearl was at Tennessee. So it was, you know, really high-level, entertaining SEC basketball. There were still divisions, so the rivalries meant a little bit more. But, I mean, there were definitely a lot more people that cared and were attending but at the same time, Vanderbilt was never this bad consistently. So I think that has something to do with it. 
Uh, I mean, if Vanderbilt had a top 10 team, a top 15 team, I think people would pack that place. I think there would be a lot of interest because I think Nashville is the kind of sports town that if you're good, we can. Yeah. You know, well, and, and, have gotten good again. We can. Yeah, and I, <laughs> like, I would I think mean, Vandy. Uh, I would think Vandy would potentially have the ability to create a lot of money through, you know, their their boosters to buy players. I mean, if they got they are for baseball. So I mean, if they if I just don't know why. If you had told me, hey, there's going to be some SEC schools take a step forward, and he told me that like 15 years ago, I would have thought Vandy at some point would have been there because, like you say, when they're good, they'll come out. Why have they not been able to historically? I understand sort of in football. I don't understand why in basketball that somebody can't be good there. Well, I think in large part in the NIL era, it's not about Vanderbilt not being able to succeed with NIL. It's about Vanderbilt having Jerry Stackhouse as its only coach in the NIL era, and that's why they've stunk. You know, Jerry Stackhouse is a lot like Kenny Payne. I mean, he's a better coach than Kenny Payne, but that's not really saying much. It's a low he's bar, a former yeah. NBA player. Now, Kenny Payne at least had some college basketball experience. And, I mean, Kenny Payne, like, again, I, I think Kenny Payne's terrible, and he's gone at the end of the year, so I'm not going to get worked up about it. But Kenny Payne had a resume that said, like, this guy should be a, a big – like, you know, this guy should be a Division One college coach. Like, he should be a Power Five coach. He had the same resume that Kirby Smart had, right? Like, he was an assistant coach at – the na- under the guy of a national championship winner, and he goes back to his alma mater, and he's supposed to kind of bring that same thing that they had there that he was somewhat responsible for to the alma mater. Kirby did it, Kenny didn't. But mm-hmm. he's a lot like Kenny Payne from the standpoint that whenever they lose, it's always the player's fault. He's trying to coach it like it's the NBA, which you can't do. You lose in November, it'll totally screw you, even if you get hot at the end of the year. Uh, I think, you know, with Kenny, a word that I would use, and I don't cover it every day, but, like, I I think Kenny Payne's entitled. And I don't think Kenny Payne's very humble. And I think Jerry Stackhouse runs into kind of the same problems. So I basically am telling you that they have a little bit better version of Kenny Payne as their coach. So it has nothing to do with the, the town not caring about Vanderbilt. It has nothing to do with their inability to raise money or NIL or anything like that. It just is they have a terrible coach. And uh, that's, mm-hmm. if anybody were to say, like, hey, what's wrong with Louisville? I'd tell you, they have a terrible coach. And yeah. so now let's see what happens if they get it right. The difference is, is I have all the faith in the world. And I don't have any sourced information here. This is just Jared Stillman's opinion. Mm-hmm. But I have all the faith in the world that Louisville will be making a coaching change in basketball. I do not have that same opinion with Vanderbilt. So I can't be as certain that things will change because I don't think they want to fire the basketball coach at Vanderbilt and they can get away with it there, whereas I don't think they can get away with keeping the basketball coach at Louisville. Yeah, I mean, the, the economics of it matter obviously a lot more here for, for this, this, this program than there. That's still surprising, though. That you, so if you had to bet, you think they're not going to fire Stackhouse? Is that your prediction there? No, if I had to bet, I'd say they're going to fire him. I don't think they really have a choice. Yeah. I... Uh, but I, I think they're going to try. In fact, I think what this is, this whole like concept of Candace, of Candace Lee, the athletic director, going to the boosters and saying, hey, like let's get NIL money and let's get Jerry a team and the boosters saying no, I, I think there's two things at play here. Number one, I think that story gets out because the boosters want it out. Yep. Like the boosters want Stackhouse out of here. So they are probably appalled at the idea of, hey, I, I think I want to bring him back. So what do you do? You go run to the media so that everybody like me says, oh, my God, what a horrible idea. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and then I think the second part of that is sometimes, and teams will do this, 
you know, people get mad at reporters because they'll report something that ultimately doesn't end up being true. But what happens a lot of times is the people in charge, the general managers, the team presidents, the owners, the athletic directors, they'll dip their toe in the water by floating out an idea. So sources close to the situation of Louisville basketball will say that they're considering bringing Rick Patino back. Let's mm-hmm. say, I don't know, good. Put I'm that out excited. there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're talking about for the, probably the next six days, you guys talking about that story every segment of the day. Well, I mean, look, I would say that the idea of bringing Rick Pitino back, which I'm against, but I see on Twitter a lot of people are for. But And it's not going to happen. But He ain't coming. Not- he ain't coming back. Let me just let everybody know. Yeah. he's He ain't coming back here. I know. Yeah. yeah. Right. I love the idea, well, but I would, know. He would come back here. They're just not going to bring it back. He would. No, no, back. no. No, he would not. He's he done. He would Trust. come back. I, Jared, I, I'm no, going to go see not. his crew tonight. He Jared. Said, he said he was never going to coach college again, and he lied about that. He said that Jared. he was not going to take another job Jared. after Iona, yeah. and he lied about that. Jared. Rick Pitino's ego is so big. That he would absolutely get if Josh Hurd called his. You, look, phone, hey, look, look. You can yell all you want. I'm going tonight to the Butler game where they're playing St. John's with a crew that would absolutely know his true opinions, not what he says in public. He ain't coming back. Oh, he's come back, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> I'm I, just telling again, you, I don't think. Let's he would. say that that were meet, let's meet say you at five o'clock. <laughs> First of all, all Rick cares about is coaching at the University of Rick Pitino, and if Louisville was so desperate that they picked up the phone and they called him. That he would be so giddy about, you know, no. turning this back in his university. Oh that there's no, he would, he never turn that down. But that's Jared, a different discussion. He won't even come back to the Derby when he owns a ho- potentially own a horse in the Derby. He's not going to come back here. Right, but that's because the Derby doesn't get on his hands and knees and says, "Please yeah. come back," which is what Rick would turn it into if Louisville offered him the job. But again, going back to my initial point, if they were to float out the idea that that were feasible or a possibility. I mean, then the school or the athletic director or the board or whoever, they could literally feel the pulse of how people would react to such a polarizing decision. So then when it doesn't happen, they could say, oh, well, we never, well, you know, I don't know where those reports came from. And so that happens a lot, too. So I think that may be a play with the Stackhouse thing is, you know, hey, let's put this out there that we're thinking about bringing Stackhouse back, see how mad the fans get. And I would say that that has not gone well for them over the last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, Josh has done a great job of keeping this, you know, silent, moving like the G and Euro, you know, on these things. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is, a, you know, obviously this is a hire you got to get right. Here's why, why I, mean, it's, I mean, there's always pressure to get the basketball hire right here because of the revenue and everything else. I think right now, you know, as it was pointed out to me last week, and I've really thought a lot about this, is that you've got to get the basketball program in a position where if there's a bunch of shuffling of conference realignment, that you don't look like Louisville football under Steve Cragthorpe uh, with the basketball program, that you're as an attractive of a candidate as possible if you have to find another league. that That's something that, uh, you know, is another huge factor out here. Well, I will say this. I don't think that that's wrong, but I also think that it is infinitely more important that Jeff Brom be as good at football as he was last year with the games yep. like the Notre Dame game on television and the ratings for the ACC championship game. I think that is infinitely more important come conference realignment that we yeah. have a football team that can rate because all all this stuff, like I, I've listened to the chancellors talk about this conference realignment stuff, and they're, every time they're like, yeah, I mean, basketball's great, but it's football that's driving why schools are going where. And so we've kind of lost because cable distribution is not as important anymore. 
where cable distribution used to be like free money, the market, I don't think matters as much that, oh, well, we're in the Kentucky market. I don't think that matters as much as much as it matters of how many people can you get to the TV set for a Saturday on Fox or a Saturday on ABC or ESPN or whatever it may be. And so, yes, I mean, it would be important that basketball's good, but I don't think that conference realignment banks on that as much as they bank on football. Football, yeah. I mean, if we can get good at football, and I'm not talking yeah. about like last year where we were good, but we weren't. Like that wasn't, I think, our finished product of what Louisville football is going to be under Jeff Brom. Right. But if we can get to where I think this thing's going to go football-wise, I think we're going to be right there on national TV like we were kind of at the end of Charlie Strong and the beginning of Bobby Petrino on a consistent basis. And I do think that if there is a conference realignment, I, I think that there's, you know, that's going to be really important. I think there's also another little caveat here, which right. is it's incredibly political. But I was reading a book, okay. and it was about yeah. Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox. He's like 100 years old. Mm-hmm. And Rupert Murdoch and Mitch McConnell are very good friends. And because Rupert Murdoch stirs the drink at Fox, I almost wonder if that's as important as anything else in a potential conference realignment of getting on the Big Ten's bandwagon. I don't think the SEC that already has Kentucky, I don't think the SEC would necessarily want Louisville. But could Louisville, if it really becomes a two-league, you know, if the ACC breaks up, could Louisville find themselves in the mix for the Big Ten, even based on, like, that kind of political relationship? Those are the things that are a lot more important to me than whether or not we get basketball right as far as conference realignment is concerned. Uh, well, obviously, Jared Stone with us down there in Nashville. The big story this week, court storming. Is Tennessee going to storm it tonight if they beat uh, Auburn at home? I don't think they'll storm the court. I, I do think that court storming, like, I mean, I, I like every time I see these shows start off on court storming, like I turned it on to uh, the Skip Bayless show, which is also terrible now, but I, I put that on yeah. the other day. And they were talking about court storming. And I was sitting there, as, and I'd like to think I'm a pretty big sports fan. I'm like, who cares? But it is all these shows we're talking about all the time. Court storming is dangerous. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure there are some people that are like, oh, the kids experience the court. But, like, it's dangerous. Like, it's always been dangerous. So, I, I guess I'm anti-court storming. Uh but at the same time, like, no, Tennessee's not going to storm the court because Tennessee doesn't storm the court. And they win big games at home mm-hmm. all the time. I think they might have the best home court advantage in college basketball. And they win big games at home all the time. And I don't think I've ever seen Tennessee storm the court in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't, I don't recall. I don't know. Yeah, even because they, they've, they've won those big games. Yeah, and so they, you know, I, I got to think through that. But you're, you're probably – Probably right on on that. Let's try to think through it. I will so. say this though: we are really in the uh, you know yearly cycle of Tennessee basketball around here, which is Tennessee wins huge games at home. I mean, yep. they could beat the Chicago Bulls at home. <laughs> There's something about Thompson Bowling Arena. I don't know what it is. Tennessee wins a game like tonight at home. Tennessee fans, this is the year. <laughs> and then they get into a neutral site against Colorado State, the second round of the NCAA tournament, and Rick Barnes gets beat. Yep. And it will happen again. So as much as people are talking about, hey, 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 this team's different. I'm like, every year the team is different, and then every year the result is the same. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get you. I I, um, I I think until it doesn't happen that way, that's what they're saying up at Purdue. You know, I mean, that's what they're saying. Oh, yeah, we're having a great year. Yeah, we'll see when a tournament rolls around. But maybe they can pull a Virginia losing the first round and, you know, kind of come back to life. Uh, the difference that. is, though, Matt Painter's only coached at one place. Yeah. So like, that could be a Purdue thing. That could be a Matt Painter thing. I don't know. But Rick Barnes has coached at two places, and the same thing has happened twice. Yeah. All right, man. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right. See you guys. I appreciate Jared Stone with her ninth round the Ville ESPN 680-1057. So, um, yeah, just trust me when Rick's not I know, interested in coming back. But just, I would be very excited. I Yeah, you, uh, me too. I would be very excited, but I know it's not a real thing, not a real conversation. Yeah, it's, no, it's it just they've got it, they've got to move on from, oh, from sure. it. So, and um, age is a factor, too. I think that you want to have a guy that's going to be – oh, I would like to you hire get, somebody that's going to be You could have four years, years of Rick Pitino. You wouldn't sign up for that today. Probably. <laughs> but it's probably keeping me from Calvin Sampson. Yeah. You know, because he's going to – Well, it's because it's Calvin Sampson. Right. It's not. Well. Camelot. I got mad at Darren Rogers yesterday. Four. He sent a press release at 10.06. Yeah, but it wasn't one that was going to be like a big – what were we going to discuss in, in that press release? The new Sports Illustrated – like club inside Churchill Downs. Okay, it's go. Kind of cool. <laughs> Give me a minute on that. It's going to be inside the new paddock. It's yeah, going to be awesome. It's going to be, be great. like a like a really kind of cool. They're going to have all these like old Sports Illustrated covers yeah. and like imagery in there. I think it's kind of neat. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to yeah, be neat. It's going to be great. Probably some Billy Reed articles. Oh yeah, we got to get some Billy Reed articles. Probably in there. Sorry, we'll continue along. We're over at Neil Huffman's Accurate Oxmoor. Uh, we got our Katie segment on the other side. And again, much anticipated. Dating with dogs and cats, and we've already had a lot of dog and cat discussion here yes. this morning so lots of discussion um so yeah we'll um you know we'll, we'll dive into that we got some more oh oh the biggest news though i have now my second favorite uh, politician oh yes um there is a kentucky lawmaker that has officially submitted a bill seeking to end daylight savings time in the bluegrass now Let's is oh i don't think it ends daylight saving. i think it ends standard time Right. Yeah, we want to end standard time. We don't want to end daylight savings. We don't want to end daylight savings yeah. So time. we need to make sure we're on the we're on yeah, the same yeah. page. Yeah, make here. sure that that or, or or just just making daylight savings time the Perfect. only time and not ever falling back. Yeah, we don't want to fall back out of yes. daylight savings yes. time. We so, want to stay in daylight savings. This time. is what we need because we only have like another week and a half of this you know horrible idea Nonsense. of a system that we you know let's uh, do the clocks. But right. it made sense you know when the, we had more farmers. March tenth, right? March tenth. Um, right yes, yeah, yeah, a week from Sunday. Um, we're almost so, home. So yeah, we're we're almost there. So. But yeah, we need to get this lawmaker on. And, yeah, and I've uh, already I've already online. reached out in my political um, Rolodex, which is Jason Nemus, <laughs> and see if we can get a phone number. <laughs> you know, <laughs> actually, I got two. I got Michael Meredith, the guy that brought the gambling bill on. I got gotcha. I got him too. So gotcha. All right, we will we will uh, continue along here two six seven nine six eighty over here at Neil Huffman's Accurate Oxmoor, where you can get zero percent financing uh, on most RDX and MDX models. Uh, it's for 36 months, this is good for the next two days. So you got to go and check them out over here at Neil Huffman's uh, Accurate Oxmoor. Uh, hey, at uh, Edelin and Edelin, uh, they're going to put more money in your pocket when you sell uh, your home. Instead of charging you 3% uh, as the selling realtor, they're going to charge you 1%. And because they know that you're doing a lot of the work yourself as the buyer, and they're going to recommend you pay the buyer's agent 2.5%. So, you know, on a $300,000 home, that's $7,500 that you've earned that stays with you. Uh, instead of going to you know the, the real estate agent on the on the settlement statement, so that's and you're getting a full service experience, not just like oh yeah here we'll do one percent good luck. No, they're going to do everything they've always done, uh, but they know again that uh, you're doing a lot of the work on your own. So it's Edelin and Edelin, E D E L E N dot com. It's Edelin and Edelin. Um, my dad bought his um, 
a house through Glen Eadland over there. Uh, and, you know, you, you know, it's, it's guess what's guy he's known for a long time and trusted. And that's why you know, we tell you that you can trust them as well. So it's uh, online uh, at Edelin, uh, or at com, E-D-E-L-E-N.com. And tell me here's talking about him here at the Diener Show. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Oh, oh that's brilliant. Chase, that's... <laughs> Just as we, as I, I didn't need, I did not understand that, that, that the mention of Katie's podcast talking about uh, dogs and some about cats would dominate the uh, the this text is an line thing though. Well, who sings that, uh, by the way, Chase? Sir Tom it? Jones. Ah, okay. Tom I should Jones. know that. I should know that. It's old country. I should I not know, know that. I only know new country. So uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. We're over here at Neil Huffman's uh, Acura at Oxmoor. Uh, come on by here if you want to get 0% financing on 36-month lease right now on all MDX and RDX models. Uh, is uh, That'll be just a couple of days for you to, to look on that. They've got an oil change special for fifty four ninety five as well. We've got a number of things coming your way tonight. Uh, we'll, of course, have the U of L. Uh, game 5.30 for the coverage uh, begins and uh, 7 o'clock with the play-by-play. Also in action tonight, Bellerman is at Lipscomb. That is a 8 o'clock tip-off, 7.45 with the pregame. Uh, and then tomorrow night, Louisville women's basketball against Florida State. Uh, is it home or away? Uh, coming your way at 5.30. I don't know. That's at, a good uh, question. 5.30 or 6 o'clock uh, with the tip of uh, Jeff Walls' squad, uh, who was I'm sure if they were at home, he does not want them to be the team that – uh, is uh, going uh, for the third straight loss uh, at home as he it's at home. admonished At home. Six o'clock against? No, th- Thursday, Florida State, eight o'clock. Okay. It's the broadcast. What time is the broadcast? Oh, there? so broadcast is actually 7.30. Yeah, so tomorrow. Okay. Elite, little leap day game. How okay. about yeah, I that? I should have read the promo sheet. Yeah. Yeah, 7.30. Because, see, I was talking to my mom about this yesterday. My mom asked my stepdad to marry him 40 years ago on Leap Day. That was something that, oh, really? like, the Sadie Hawkins dances started. We have, and it's Katie's on the line. We can bring her in on this. But nope, I tell that to people, and they act like they've never heard of that. But my mom did that 40 years ago, so 10 February 29th ago. Leap on Leap Day. Uh, I don't know, Katie. I guess that was uh, a thing, and then it wasn't. I don't know. Good morning. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. I've never heard of that. And uh, congrats to her, man. 40, I mean, she asked him, and they're still together for 40 years, so that's impressive. Yeah, I guess that generation, like, that's when the Sadie Hawkins dances are maybe starting or something, but there was something about Leap Day Hmm. where that that happened. But every person has the same reaction as you do. Never heard of that. (laughs) I think getting married on Leap Day is a great day because you can tell somebody, this is our fourth anniversary, we've been married 16 years. You know, it'd be kind of cool. If you put in 16 years of work, you want every damn year credit for it. What are you talking about, Mark Baker? <laughs> well, let's talk about the your, your latest podcast, uh, The Dogs and Dating, with a little discussion of, of kitty cats, too, and guys that have yeah. cats that not dogs. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and men do. It's kind of weird, and I say it in the podcast, like, it's not a win. I mean, cats just aren't a win in dating, period. I took a poll on my Instagram that's dating with Katie. And, you know, of all the animals that are not, you know, uh, dating friendly, cats by far are crushing it. And then chickens are right next to them as well. Chickens. So. chickens. That's in the poll? Chickens. The chickens? Who has pet chickens yeah. other than farmers? Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, there's lots of people having chickens. A lot of women I know have chickens these days. I think it was like a COVID-like reaction. Like, I need my own eggs. Um, but, yeah, so cats got 
the big amount, 54% of people are like, don't have a cat. Dogs got a few votes. And then some people are just like any animal, don't have them. Why, why, why date with you know, an animal? But, you know, people need companionship, so they're picking up animals. But I've also found that you get an animal and then it's harder to get a person. So which one do you want, you know? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it depends on how needy they are. Like a puppy is – I'd had a dog for, you know, 15 years, but I hadn't, had a, work. I hadn't had a puppy in a long time. Yeah. And that, that, is, that is work. But, I mean, once they're two – I'm just thinking if somebody says, i got to go home and let my dogs out. I mean, that's like – the date's not going well. Yep. I mean, you know. There's, there's a lot of things with dogs, even, you know – some people who have terrible dogs. I walked into a client's house the other day, and his dogs are just barking, 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 barking uncontrollably. And I'm like, get a hold of your dogs. Like, this is, this would not be a win for a woman who walks in your house, just seeing your dogs just bark uncontrollably. You know, the dog that comes up to the crotch and is all on you. The, dog, the Untrained dogs are really unattractive. It's like untrained children. Who wants to be around that? Yeah, I don't know, but they're also big personalities. Like, some dogs will freak out when you come in, but then calm fine. down, you yeah. know? I mean, that's kind of where the stage right. I am development of, of uh, Chip at home. I, I have a fully behaved child. It's the dog that I probably have a little more mischievousness. Than <laughs> You'll love Chip. Six months away. You'll love Chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's the fantastic. <laughs> so you, you spurned on some controversy because my sister's boyfriend, he's got five cats. Oh, boy. So oh, what yeah. does that do when you have multiples? Mm-hmm. My first question is, why does he have five cats? Great question. I I don't know. Cinco gatos. I don't know yeah, why. We've we've he's got Cinco <laughs> Cinco push Justin is what we're calling him this morning. I mean, so. Cinco gatos is demasiado. It's too many. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, demasiado. That's all I'm going to say to that. But uh, I guess it's just it's unattractive coming into a house of cats pawing on you, and I, I don't know. I just I don't find that to be a sophistication level that really brings I, – I, I'm sorry. I don't want to – now it's family, and I don't want to talk bad that's about family. family. No, yeah. that's, that's the thing. <laughs> she's visibly shaking like all of us when we heard yeah. this this morning. I don't, you know? I don't think Justin's really all happy with the five cats at this point, but he's also not going to – he's also not going to kick him out of the house, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a tough situation. But now that's decades of animals in your home that because they don't kind just of run the roof. Yeah, cats yeah. live for a long time, and they don't like you. They're not really. They're, <laughs> they're just, well, yeah. I'm allergic to them. They're not so, nice. I don't know. They're yeah. jerks, really. When you get down to it, I mean, I don't know. But five, you know, they're walking, yeah. walking on countertops, and and I like animals. So please, you know, I'm not saying I don't. I had a little chihuahua. Um, but, you know, I, I and I preface this in my little, little video that when I got the Chihuahua, I, I did the math. I knew my kids would be out of my house in eight years. So I got a Chihuahua at the pound who was a little bit older, who also would be out of my life in eight years. I know that sounds terrible because by the time my kids were out of the house, I wanted to have the freedom to go travel. I'm now married, so I, I could move. But you got to be wise when choosing and selecting the animal that you are going to have. And that's you know, part of why I did the podcast, because people are just like, I'm getting a puppy. I'm like, okay, well, you, now you have this dog for 15 years that you have to commit to, and it, it could ruin your dating life. I mean, we've seen girls who are like, I couldn't get a dog sitter, so they couldn't go on the date. I mean, that's a big deal. Like, you're losing yeah. opportunities here. Do you want a family or do you want a farm? I mean, I had a woman who had a farm <laughs> literally dating America's Hottest Bachelor, and he's like, Katie, I can't, I can't move the entire farm to where I live, but I can take some of the ferrets. He was open to it, but she wanted the farm, and so she gave up. Ferrets? She gave up the idea of having a family with this guy for her farm. I mean, I what's guess the strangest you get what you pet? Get. What's the strangest pet to 
is it a ferret? Is it a snake? Is it a chicken? Fish? Seems awfully weird. Chicken. I mean, I lost during COVID. Yeah. I never thought, boy, I need a chicken around. Yeah. Here. What's the strangest pet you've come across while uh, doing the dating game here? I haven't come across too many, uh, but I would say, as a woman, if a man had a lot of reptiles of some sort, snakes and things like that, <laughs> that would just creep me out. I can't do snakes anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. and around here, you know, we're horse country, so you talk about horses a little bit. Anybody that's ever dated a girl that's into horses, you are never going to be uh, number one. You're, you're going to oh, be. No. You're, I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah. like those horses, unless you're de- you're a clear second. Yeah, we've actually, I've, uh, the other matchmakers and I, we all agree when a woman puts anything in her bio about horses, we cut it out. Uh, yeah. Wealthy men, regular guys, and, and these photos with, you know, their face next to a horse's face, it's not super attractive. It's not like, ooh, this guy's like, yes. You know, women who are like, I'm a rider, I, this is what I do. It's like, okay, just take that out. Yes, you have a passion for horses, but it's not a selling point, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, pictures with horses in the winter circle around here that you bet on. Now let's go. That's all right. Now, I mean, now we're I'm, talking. I'm not getting on top of the horse. This horse won me, you know, twenty to one odds over here. You know, we won a thousand. I mean, that's a little, little different. Um, but yeah, but you want her on your team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but you're right though. I mean, a, a dog like you, your dog changes your life. If you don't have a good dog sitter, and thank God one of our former employees started a dog walking business right before COVID. So I'm and I got neighborhood kids. If you don't, it limits your ability. It limit my day for two years was transformed i couldn't have a normal schedule i had to touch base at home and let you know dog yep. out and make sure yep. i hadn't done anything it's it's it cha- it's a bigger commitment than people realize who have had a dog but haven't had a puppy in a long time especially yeah yeah for sure and and here's the general rule people look like their dogs and i do think it's true i mean you go for a walk and you're looking at their dog a little to- <laughs> <laughs> wait what, what kind of dog do you have i've got an australian shepherd with blue eyes Okay, yep, those are those are winning dogs right there. Um, I, I had a little chihuahua with big ears, so it actually did represent me well. Um, <laughs> I'll own it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so it's just, again, it's that idea of I do ultimately say I think dog people should date dog people. It usually works out best. Uh, ch- changing the subject to something I've been, I've been meaning to ask you for a while. Oh, boy, what's this? Location sharing on your cell phone. Where do you stand Ooh. on that? When do you start if you ever do start? What's the rule? What what does dating with Katie say? When you're married. That's when you have the right and the privilege to do that. I'll just send you all the so Nate Park he stand up about this where he's it, like, I'm not gonna live like this. I'm at don't I'm getting donuts today, you know? I'm it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Are not you getting li- donuts right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But go ahead you know, and no, elaborate. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't put a ring on it and literally gotten married, you really don't have the right to be. I mean, I guess marriage or if a full time commitment and you're moving in together. Uh, my husband and I do it, and there are moments where I, you know, I'll be like, well, is he still at church or is he coming home? And so I will check, like, is he on his way home? Is he in transit? Is you know, what time will he be here? Rather than having to text him, I will say this: it not necessarily has to do with dating, but I do believe it's parents. I pay for my kids' cell phone bills, so they have to allow me to track oh, them. Day. You know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, all day, right? But there's so many parents who don't track their kids. It's like, you know, no, no, you want to be on a free cell phone bill, I get your tracking. Mm-hmm. So that's my little parenting help right there. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess trust is ultimately going to, you know, be the top priority rather than having to track someone. But I would say it's for safety. It's also if something does go down, where where is somebody so if you have true trust with someone, it shouldn't be an issue. If tracking becomes an issue, it's because really the underlying issue is trust. So then you need to address uh, that. 
Yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, Katie Clark with us here, dating with with uh, Katie. That's uh, the podcast. That that's the website. What about this time of year? Getting ready to get into spring. Clocks are going to start acting right here in about ten days when we spring forward. Uh, you know, it seems like spring. I don't know. Even the most pessimistic person looks in mirror, says, "May hey, maybe there's opportunities." <laughs> Absolutely. This is, I can definitely feel a change in the weather. People are coming out. Girls are putting their dresses back on. Um, There's more things going on. So you definitely want to get some good photos for the new season. Look like yourself. Put a little tanning cream on if you need to and and go out with a friend and take, take a few rounds of good photos. Get fit. You know, we're coming back into bikini season or whatnot. Like, it never hurts to feel good about yourself in that way um and yeah get back on the apps the apps aren't great right now but i feel like if we could all just pitch in a little harder and and put put forth a little bit of effort on those apps and and here's my last piece piece of advice is respond to people whether good or bad just do do an adult do an adult thing and just say hey i think you're great but this isn't a good fit or even on the app hey this this was great chatting with you i don't think you're a good fit i feel like if everybody starts to raise that bar It'll be so much better when we're dating on the apps. And yeah. about town, just go talk to people. Yeah, that's what we do around here. We're trying like hell. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's plug all the services and everything uh, that, uh, of course, that you, that you do for people because it's, it's great. I mean, in, in, this, in the website and the podcast. Yeah, Dating with Katie, and that's K-A-T-Y. You'll find the podcast on all the outlets that you listen to. They're fun. They're short. They're 15 minutes. Lots of great topics. Uh, and then I work for Sync Matchmaking, that's C-I-N-Q-E.com. Get in our database. You might be a great date for one of our clients, or even better, become a client. So there you go. All right, Katie, we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. All right, bye, guys. There you go, Katie Clark, uh, datingwithkatie.com. I don't look at the text line. I don't care what y'all think. We have fun with, with that segment about 10 minutes a week. You can deal with, <laughs> you know, a crappy basketball talk. By the way, it's Brandon Lang's birthday today. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, happy birthday to be Definitely going to post a shirtless picture There's commenting no himself on his own body yeah this is what single life <laughs> looks like bro, bro, bro. yeah and, thanks and, uh, to my ex-wife for making me shredded <laughs> you know it's like he's like dude just settle down here's the here's the bar gatesy thing oh yeah 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 oh. they just it's it's worse than what the government's i would rather the government track me than her she just calls me why you Krispy cream donuts i'm like look i'm not gonna live like this all right i don't want donuts i'm not gonna lock my phone in a gym locker and go pay cash for donuts <laughs> I've done it, but I'm not going to do it every time. <laughs> God forbid I go to a store she has a coupon for. I mean, I'll be walking into the parking lot just to get a call. Don't buy anything. I have a coupon. I'm like, do you think I'm going to come home and get that coupon? Is that what you think's about to happen? I'm going to try to pay more now that you call. I don't even know if Target allows that, but I'm going to try to negotiate up on this toothpaste. I better hope they don't ask me to round up. I'm rounding up. <laughs> I hate coupons so much, and she's addicted to them. She makes, will not let me leave. Like, I got a coupon. I'm like, I just feel so stupid. I'm, I'm buying deodorant, and I'm like, I don't I don't have all the money, but I'm almost there. Uh, but I do have this coupon. One day, I hope to be able to pay full price. We are saving up as much as we can. <laughs> it's just so great. I mean, I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to live like this. I want to buy a donut. Uh, we're out here at Huffman Acura. They just yeah. tweeted that their phones are currently down. Oh, okay. Here. So uh, you monitoring that. Appreciate Good work, your man. understanding as they re- work to restore service here, which will be up. Oh, oh, it's another another attack. Another attack. Yeah, Strebel. Yes. Strebel. What happened on this one? Why are they targeting uh, solar flare? And it just yeah. happened to target Strebel. Acura what happened? more. Is that what it is? What happened, yeah. Strebel? <laughs> all right. Well, um, be careful out there. There's a lot of, a lot of weather all in the in the area it seems like still i hope so. we're through it i don't know if we are no. i didn't check i didn't listen to you yeah. this morning 
I have the phone number of our second favorite congressperson now. Yes. Yes. So we will make sure it's daylight savings time. Damn right. Don't keep us in the dark. uh, We are uh, here uh, over at uh, finishing up over Neil Huffman's Accurate Oxmoor. Check out their uh, website. The phones are down. AccurateOxmoor.com or just come on by here. 36 months, 0% uh, financing. Pretty amazing. So ask him about it when you come over here. And uh, Maven and Rummage up next on 93.9. Rippo and Cohen 680. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.